I am not going to be nervous tonight in a room full of my friends, okay? Um, so I'll open up with prayer, and then we'll get started. So, Lord, thank you for this opportunity that I have, Lord, to be your vessel and to be used by you, God. I just ask that you open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts from anybody, everybody that is listening, Lord, in person and online, God. Um, Holy Spirit, help me not jack it up. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So today, we're going to be talking about what do you believe? So for healing. <clears throat> I'm going to start reading in uh, Mark 9. I'm reading in the Passion Translation. It's been my favorite so far. Um, Mark 9, 14 through 24. And uh, don't mind me if I walk and talk. Well, I do that all the time, so. Okay. Now when they came down the mountain, the other nine disciples, they noticed a large crowd of people gathered around them with the religious scholars arguing with them. The crowd was astonished to see Jesus himself walking toward them. So they immediately ran to welcome him. What are you arguing about with the religious scholars, he asked them. A man spoke up out of the crowd. Teacher, he said, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you, Jesus. Whenever the demon takes control of him, it knocks him down and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth. And his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they were not strong enough. Jesus said to the crowd, Why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. So they brought him to Jesus. As soon as the demon saw him, it threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground, rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus turned to the father and asked, How long has your son been tormented like this? Since childhood, he replied. It tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into the fire or water. But please, if you are able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? If you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. When he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears, saying, I do believe, Lord, help my little faith. So that verse is what we're going to be focusing on right now, what the father said to Jesus. I do believe, Lord, help my faith. Because I feel for a lot of people, I, I was once in this situation where, you know, you're, you're doing what you, your head says you need to do to believe for healing, but then you get sick. And so then you're confused. And you're like, well, what's going on? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Why is it not happening? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to give a little bit of testimony about how I came through that, so it's going to be good. Um, so Mark 9.23, in the King James Version says, Jesus said unto him, if you canest believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Um, the New Living Translation says, what do you mean, if I can? 
Jesus asked anything, or Jesus said, anything is possible if a person believes. So just going over this story, a little bit points that kind of stood out is, number one, unbelief was stopping people, was stopping from the disciples to be able to cast out the demon that it had. Number two, Jesus said, anything is possible for the believer. If you believe, anything is possible. And then point number three, the guy said, I do believe. Help my faith. So we're kind of just going to go back to the basics of it. What is faith? Does anybody in here know what faith is? Stop it. Yes, it is. Amen. I like that. Okay, so the Webster Dictionary says, faith is complete trust, excuse me, or confidence in something or someone. But like you quoted, Hebrews 11.1, faith is the substance. So it's the substance of things. Hoped for the evidence of things not seen. The Passion Translation says it like this. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. So King James says substance, passion says foundation. Both are the same things. Do we know what substance is? Do you guys know what substance is? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. So uh, again, Webster Dictionary says, substance is essential nature, a fundamental or characteristic part or quality, a physical matter from which something is made or which um, has discrete existence. Okay, so with that being said, we know what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, when you think of substance, I'm not really a baker, but this just came to me whenever I was thinking about it. What do you need to make a cake? Ingredients. Eggs, flour, I don't know, vanilla extract. I'm not a baker. Butter. I mean, there's a lot of things. Yeah. uh There's a lot of things you need to make a cake. Now, when you want to eat a cake, in your mind, you already know what kind of cake you want, right? You're like, dude, I, I want a cake. I want a chocolate cake. I want a strawberry cake. I want to do this. I want to do that. Then you got to go to the store or, you know, in your home and think of what are the substance that you need in order to facilitate in order to make that cake, right? So it wouldn't be uncommon for us to want to make a cake and if we don't have any eggs, to go get eggs, right? To go get the substance we need to make the cake. What do we need to change in oil? To change the oil in the car. We need new oil. You need an oil filter. So there's substance that you need excuse me, if Cherie was here, I would ask, what do you need to clean a house, Cherie? You would tell me. She's probably listening later. She'll listen to this later. But there's substance, there's things that we need in order to create stuff that we want. Okay? So just get that little picture in your head whenever you think about faith, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay? So what do you need to believe and receive your healing? You need faith right? Okay, so now we know what faith is. Faith is the substance. It's what we need in order to believe and to manifest what we want. Now, how do we get it? This is where we get stuck at sometimes. How do you get faith? How do you build your faith? 
Do we know how to build our faith? That helps. That does help. So Romans 10, 17 says, So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Passion Translation says, Faith is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance. So I like the Passion Translation because it used the word birth. Faith is birth. It's something that, that you have to, you know, when, when a woman is pregnant, she's pregnant for nine months, she's carrying this baby, and she knows when it's time to give birth, okay? I love the Passion Translation. If you guys haven't read out of it, I recommend it. So we know what faith is. Faith is the substance. We know that we need faith in order to manifest and receive our healing, and we also know how to get faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So I'm going to tell you guys a little testimony of kind of how and where I was and where I got out of it. So December 2019, I had already been walking with the Lord for about two years. Starting my journey with him, um, I listened to a lot of Kenneth Copeland. I listened to a lot of Kenneth Hagen. I listened to Gloria Copeland's Healing School Every night I would go to sleep, I'd have her playing in the background. So I knew about healing. I knew that I didn't have to be sick. I knew by his stripes I was healed. I knew that he was pierced for our transgression, crushed for our sins. I I knew all of that. But December 2019, I got sick, and I got the flu. I think I had the flu. It could have been COVID. I don't know. But I got sick in December 2019 for three days, So I'm battling this for three days. And as I'm battling this, I'm confused. Because I'm like, what is going on? I know what the Bible says about healing. I know the scriptures that I need to know. Why am I going through this? What is happening? So on the third day, as I'm literally hugging the toilet, because I'm just thrown up, it's terrible. I've run a fever for three days. It's not going away. I'm literally get on my knees and I cry out to the Lord. I'm like, God, if you do not come through for me, I'm going to die. So dramatic. I know, so dramatic. But when you're battling for three days and you're just like, listen, I'm on my last leg. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you're like, Lord, you better come through or I'm about to meet you. We're about to be, this is about to be a done deal. So thank God he did. The next day I woke up, I was feeling a lot better. <clears throat> and, uh, I still had that thought in my head. I'm like, okay, what's, what's happening? Because we know that there's an enemy out there. So you get thoughts in your head. I got thoughts in my head like, what did I do wrong? What sin did I commit? Why, what happened? How did this happen? And uh, luckily, we were having a leadership meeting, and I pastor was available, and I asked pastor. I told pastor, I said, Pastor, I need help. I need some understanding. I need to know what's going on. I told him the situation. I said, dude, I know all this. I know all this. I'm like, I got sick. I was sick for three days. You know, and I'm just telling him, I don't know what's happening. And he said, how long were you sick? I said, three days. Three days. He said, well, how long does the flu normally last? I'm like, I don't know, five days? I don't, I don't know. He was like, he said something that literally changed my life. Because I, I, I didn't even think about it. He goes, well, that sounds like progress to me. I'm like, what in the world? What? I'm like, you are right. And so then I got to thinking. I'm like, okay, 
okay, well, that's right. That is progress, Lord, that is progress. So Holy Spirit, help me figure out how can I, how, how to process this mentally, you know, help me figure it out. And he had told me, he said, well, here's the thing. If you go to the gym and you haven't been to the gym in a long time, and you go and you want to bench press 350, but you haven't been to the gym in forever and you can't do it, you don't sit there and tell yourself, oh man, I can't do it. I can't believe I couldn't do it. You know, I see this person over here. I see Nakia, she bench presses 400. Why can't, how can she do it? I can't. Like, what's going on? You know, he said, you don't get those thoughts in your head because you know naturally that you didn't build yourself up to that. You know, you just went to the gym and was like, I'm going to do it. It didn't work. And you're like, okay, well, now I know where I'm at. So it was at that point in December that the Holy Spirit really showed me, like, you know, you, you know the scriptures, you know the verses, you know what you need to know, but your faith isn't based off of inside of you. It's based off of Kenneth Copeland. It's based off of Kenneth Hagen. It's based off of Gloria Copeland. Because I never really got in the scriptures and opened the book and read it or highlighted it or did what I, need, what I needed to do by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I was just going off of sermons I heard. Man, I heard Kenneth Copeland, you know, talk about he had a heart problem and then he didn't have a heart problem. And, you know, I heard Gloria Copeland say this and... And all the miracles that I've seen from healing school. So it's possible. I know it is. Like, why is it not happening for me? So the Holy Spirit literally was guiding me on that journey. Like, you need to get this inside of you. This needs to be birthed inside of you. And so I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, what do I do? I'm like, what do I do? He's like, well, go through the Bible, get your healing scriptures out. He was like, keep them before your eyes. Do not let them depart out of your mouth. Do we know what verse that is? Come on now. He was like, do what I say. Do what I say and you'll see. So I'm like, okay. So I did it. I went, uh, I went uh, to Mardell's. And here's the cool thing about this. I don't, I'm a single woman. I don't have any kids. But I feel like sometimes I'm super busy and I don't have a lot of time to really dig in and get in there. I have to make time. So I bought this book, Healing Scriptures, by Kenneth Copeland, who's already done the work. He already went through and got all the stuff, put it together, put it together for you. This was literally a game changer for me. Every scripture on healing is in this book, every scripture. So I got this book. I'm like, okay, now what do I do? <clears throat> Keep it before your eyes. Declare it out of your mouth. So I'm like, okay, every morning I woke up, excuse me, did my healing scriptures, declared them over myself, declared them over my family. Remember what time we're in, we're December 2019, okay? That's when I started because I was like, I'm never gonna be sick again. I do not ever want to have to deal with that again. I just don't, I don't wanna deal with that. So every day I got up, did my scriptures, declared them, kept them in front of my eyes. I even went to the point, and if anybody of you ever went to my apartment back then, you'll know, I went to the point where I was writing everything down on Post-its, putting them everywhere in my house. I'm, I love to drink coffee. When you open my cabinet for my cups, there's probably about 15 scriptures in there. My coffee pot had scriptures on it. I bet you my husband at the time probably thought I was nuts. My door, my front door had it, even in the bathroom. Every time I went to use the bathroom, right there in front of me, bam, healing scriptures. And I would just declare them. Everywhere I was, putting my makeup on in the mirror, my whole wall was plastered with them. 
And for me, it was easy to, to say my scriptures when I was there because they were there. They were in front of my eyes. So it was easy for me to go through that. Well, <clears throat> we all know what happened in 2020. COVID happened. COVID was a big old mess. Just happened, you know, out of the blue. And hear me when I say this. This is not, I'm not trying to bring condemnation on anybody. Don't think that I'm doing that. But COVID happened and it really gave place for a lot of us to recognize where we were at that time. So <clears throat> I had went through, uh, COVID happened, I work at a banking center and I'm with, I work with a lot of people and you know when you work with money, if you ever work with money, if people have checks to put in their account or they have money to put in their account, they could have COVID-19 all over them, coming out of their pores, mucus on their hands that they're putting on the money, that money's gonna get into the bank. So I had every opportunity that there could have been to, have, to get COVID-19, but I never got it. I never got it because one day I woke up and I, I don't even know how to kind of explain it, but I woke up and I just knew. I never have to be sick another day in my life. Like it clicked inside of me, it just, I wasn't, and it went, with this knowledge that came, came a boldness. Because I was like, bring on COVID-19. I'm like, bring it on. I wasn't scared to go to work. I wasn't scared to go to church gatherings. I wasn't scared to gather with people. I wasn't scared to go to Mercy to pray. I didn't have a fear of COVID-19 because I knew inside of me, I never had to be sick another day in my life. I knew it. And so it just resonated with me. So definitely recommend, definitely recommend that, keeping that on there. <clears throat> so I got, I got that down. Let's see, where are we at in our notes? I haven't even been talking for a long time, and guys, I'm literally through like my whole notes. So sorry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so where are we at? Okay. So then that happened. So now we know what is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What do we need to believe and receive our healing? We need faith. How do we make faith grow? By the word. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I recommend you guys, whenever you're in a situation where you need where you need healing, because here's often what we do, and I know some of you haven't heard um, the example I give with substance. Um, we all we need substance to make a cake. We need there's certain things that we need to make a cake, um, and if we don't have those things, we go get those things. So in order to believe and receive for faith for healing, you need faith. You need substance. Um, you need to add to that. So. Um, I just lost my train of thought because Cherie came in, and she made me really, she made me really nervous. I don't even know why. So um, getting your substance, keeping the word of God before your face, declaring it out of your mouth, because it's easy for us, if you want a cake, it's easy for us to go to the store and buy a cake. If you need your oil changed, it's easy for you to go somewhere to get your oil changed, which is what I feel, me included, that I have done a lot of the times is I have been dependent on other people's gifts and other people's knowledge of what I need in order to get what I want, you know? 
There's many times that I, I came into church and was like, I need a word, Lord. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. I need pastor to give me a word. I need something from you. And, you know, he had to tell me a lot of times, like, dude, just get with me. I'll give you every word you need, you know. Um, start with me. Don't depend on other people because, you know, pastor's not going to be available 2 o'clock in the morning when you're really going through it, you know. Um, Kenneth Copeland, I don't know him like that, but it'd be cool if I did, you know. It's not going to be available at that time, you know. There's certain things that you can do on your own in order to receive what you need because at the end of the day, we are the church. We're going to be the people that other people are going to be, you know, trying to pull from. You know, that's what we need to be. Could you imagine how it's going to be if our shadow went by, was healing people and delivering people? Our shadow, our shadow who doesn't talk, doesn't lay hands on people, doesn't do, it's, it's, our, it's your shadow, so there's goals that, there, that, we, that we have to look forward to in order to get, but there's also places that we need to start. So um, I will end with this. I went to my brother's for uh, Halloween, and we went to Five and Below. I found this book called Manifesting Dreams. And as I was looking, I love to read books. So as I, I always go look for the books, whatever store I'm in. And as I'm looking through these books, I just realized that there's a lot of books. Um, I'm not going to say, there's a lot of spiritual books there. Not Holy Spirit books, spiritual books there. So I was like, man, that's really weird. You know, they got a lot of these books there. But I, this book was, I was attracted to this book. So I picked it up and I just... I'm going to read you a little bit of what I found in there. So this book is called Manifesting Your Dreams. <clears throat> Manifestation is the practice of turning your dreams into reality. You focus on specific aspirational goals with the purpose of making them real. What does that sound like? Faith. You are what your deepest desire is. And as your desire is, so is your intention. What does that sound like? Amen. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I'm reading this book at five below, and I'm getting so mad. Because I'm like, I cannot believe. I was, I was shocked. Because this is what uh, 2 Timothy 3.5 says, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. Then it goes in, it talks about manifestation relies on the law of attraction. This philosophy suggests that positive thoughts and actions bring forth positive results. Likewise, negativity attracts more negativity. So it's important that when you set your intentions or create a manifestation statement that you go into it with an open, positive heart and mind. So I'm like, okay. Let me keep reading and see what this says. Because now I'm just mad. Now I'm just staying at five below and I'm just angry. So examples of intentions or manifestation statements. At its core, manifestation is about identifying what you want to bring in your life and creating that outcome. How many of us want to live in divine healing? How many of us want to live in divine prosperity? How many of God's promises 
do we want to manifest in our life, okay? Creating a specific manifestation statement helps us focus our subconscious and visualize that reality. Therefore, the most successful intentions begin with I am or I will or I intend. I'm like, okay, okay. It's also important to write these statements using the present or past tense rather than the future tense. What does the Bible say about faith? Faith is now. Faith is now, right? Faith is now. Oh my gosh, I'm just getting worked up reading about it because I'm like, man, this is just, oh my gosh. It doesn't matter which one of these two tenses you use. Some people like to write as if they're in their future looking back on what they achieved while others like to write as if they're actually in the middle of living out their manifestations. Both work perfectly fine. What you need to avoid is using future tense. I'm like, man, what in the world? I'm like, they literally got this out of the Bible. I was, I was like, man, I was mad because I was like, these are our, this, this is what we use to manifest our promises, okay? This is what we use. And as I'm reading it, number one, I'm noticing there's not, a, there's not like a fight within you. You know, there's some people that are like, you know, Hilda says it all the time, you have what you say, which is completely true. And then there's people that will answer that, well, Hilda, I can't say that I'm healed if I'm sick because it's a lie. You know, it's, it's a lie. I'm really, not, I'm really not healed if I don't feel good. Like, we all say that, right? We have, or we've all said it at one point. But as I read this, that never crossed my mind. Like, this, it's a lie if I do it. You know what I mean? Like, like what in the world? I was like, what in the world? Like, I just noticed that that religious spirit was not in this. And I never once was like, hmm, well, I can't say I am or I will or I intend with healing. You know, it, it never crossed my mind. Like, well, that's gonna, a lie. It just didn't. So then I'm getting more mad because I'm like, okay, all right. So let me read another thing that I thought was really good in here. You can develop a daily gratitude practice. It is important to take time to acknowledge and be thankful for all the wonderful things that you currently have in your life if you wish to invite more joy and success in the future. So a lot of us, we get into a place where, you know, I'm not saying it's not easy because it is easy, where we get focused too much on our problems, we tend to keep that in the forefront of our thoughts instead of what God has brought us out of or what he's currently doing. Like, I did it with pastor. Pastor had to tell me, that sounds like progress to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, well, you're so right. That sure is progress, isn't it? You know, so maintaining, just maintaining a thought of gratitude. Listen, my gosh, people, I'm telling you. Ugh, okay, so the next thing in this book it's called the 369 method. The 369 method is what they call it in this book. Pretty much what they say is you get your list of manifestations that you want to come into reality. Every morning when you wake up, you write them down three times. In the afternoon, you write them six times. Before you go to bed, you write them nine times. This helps you keep what you want in the forefront of your mind 
so that once you get it in your mind, it'll come and manifest. This is what it talks about in this book, which is something that as I, was, as I was reading that, the Holy Spirit was telling me that's what you did when you were writing your scriptures down and you were posting them everywhere. You were keeping them in front of your eyes. You were declaring them out of your mouth. So now I'm like, what in the world is the enemy doing now? Okay? Because I'm just getting mad as I'm reading this because, dude, this, this, <laughs> this is what we are called to do. This is what we're called to do. We're called to live in divine healing. We're called to live in divine prosperity. You know, we are God's children. These are our promises that we can have, and we know how to do them. But the world is getting what we're supposed to have because they're following basic principles that are in the Bible. And I wasn't at that time. So this is what I'm talking about. This is where I came, where I came out of. And even though this book is like, I don't know, maybe people call it New Age or something, uh, you know, New Age book, you know. I'm like, I can't believe that they're grasping this and we have a difficult time doing it. But we have to remember we also have an enemy that his job is to stop us from achieving everything that we can. There's a spirit of religion that's really heavy around the saints you know, it's a battle. It's a battle that we have to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the last thing I'm, I'm going to read out of this book, before it makes me too angry, is affirmations are written in the present tense to make us believe the goal is already achieved or attitude adopted. They are written or spoken repeatedly until our minds accept them as truth. When our mind accepts the affirmation, the manifestation follows. Affirmations can also be used to overcome negative thoughts and self-sabotaging beliefs. They, also, they can also be used to boost our confidence and attract more positivity. My, my gosh, if they didn't just pull that out of the Bible. Oh. So I'm like, okay. So I'm in, I'm in five below. I'm reading this book. Super mad, now I'm sitting down, like, I don't even know I'm sitting on, like, a bench or something. I'm just reading this book, and I'm just mad. Because I'm like, man, this is, I cannot, I could not believe it. So they have little examples of affirmations in here for healing, for money, for love and relationships, work and career. I mean, I'm talking about everything. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. When I read the financial one, because this is what I'm believing for is my finances, I was mad. I always have enough money. How many times would we be like, man, I can't afford that? Ooh, I can't. You know, health and healing. I love my body. How many times do we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're just like, man, I just really don't like that. I really don't like, I don't really like my hips. Man, I really just don't like my stomach. Man, I just really don't like that self-sabotaging negative thoughts that we are constantly keeping in front of our eyes. So I'm going to tell you this uh, book right here. Boy, I was mad because I was like, I can't believe that the enemy wrote this book for non-believers to receive everything that we should have because they're based on principles in God's words and God's word that works. So thank God 
Thank God. And I had one other thing. One thing. I don't even know if I brought it. It was this quote that I had. I told Cherie about it today when I was practicing with her. So I'm about to say, because I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish with this. <clears throat> so we know what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We know how to get it. Keep it in front of our eyes, declaring it out of our mouth. Consistency is the key. That's what Hilda said Sunday. Consistency is the key. One day you'll wake up and it's just bam. It'll just be there. It'll just be there. So. We all know that healing is God's will, right? We read testimonies in the Bible about it all the time. Jesus went about healing all, right? So I'm going to end with this quote. It is easier for us to be like the man, the father of the son, that said, I do believe, Lord, but help my little faith. So it's easier for us to say, I know you'll do it if you can. I know you'll do it if you will. But it's an insult to tell God, I know you can, I'm not sure you will. Or I know you can, but you won't. So keeping ourselves just, you know, I know... I know you can, but you won't. I know you can, but I'm not sure you will. It's something that I said in December of 2019 when I was struggling with the flu that I had. Lord, I know you can. It's in your word. And I know you will, but why haven't you? Why, why, why did I still get sick? You know, and thank God for his mercy and his grace. Because... Instead of feeling condemnation, which we all know is not of the Lord, he showed me where I was and what I needed to do to get out of that place. So this whole message is for you guys just to understand where you are to get where you need to be. We're not going to go, we can't cure cancer if we haven't been in faith and believe God and can cure headaches. You know, we can't believe not even just for us, but for other people to receive new organs if we're not at the place where we need to be in ourselves. And it's just recognizing where you are, focusing yourself on where you want to be, setting your goals, doing your declarations, keeping the healing words in front of your eyes, declaring them until they become a part of you, and you'll know when they become a part of you. You'll know when, when it clicks and when you're there. Yeah, I mean, you'll know. So that is the end of my message. <laughs>